Well, good morning and welcome to our first week in Advent. And uh, this year we're going to have the theme and be talking about the arrival, uh, the arrival of Christ. And um, there are all kinds of times where we focus a lot of attention thinking about kind of the past, the history of the story that has taken place. But I want to just not only this year talk about what happened, but talk about what that means for us today and how that arrival is something that we should be eagerly anticipating as well moving forward. Today in particular, I'm going to talk about signs. And you see all throughout the scripture that there are these signs that point to the coming of Christ. And um, I don't know about you, but I am not particularly great at reading signs. Um, I am, uh, maybe this is a typical man thing, but uh, women tend to, you know, they, they give off like these signs or whatever. And I'm totally and completely clueless to what's going on. When if my wife is like kind of giving me a vibe that something should go one way or another, I'm pretty clueless. And I've told her a couple times, I'm like, listen, here's the deal. Just tell me. Just tell me because I won't pick up on any signs. And if you think that I'm putting off some vibes out there that like I need you to pick up on. Nope. Uh, I'll just tell you. And so if if like I want something, I'll just say it plainly. I am not good at figuring out some of those signs. And, you know, especially, you know, even at work, I'm walking around and I'm I'm doing my work and everything. And sometimes people are like, what's going on with it? I'm like. What are you talking about? And they're like, did you see them today? I said, yeah, I didn't see anything wrong. And they're like, are they okay? I'm like, I have no idea. I don't know. Um, Go ask them because I'm not good at reading any signs. And that is problematic maybe sometimes for working out conflict or like kind of sensing other people's mood and being empathetic. I am totally clueless at all of these things. But, uh, and... But there is even a bigger problem that could occur. Us completely and totally missing the signs that God points us to a deeper spiritual reality. Those signs that God puts out for us. Those pictures that God puts for us. So that we can have a path and we can be led the direction God wants us to go. And in the scripture, there are signs. And there are signs of a bigger spiritual reality that is going on. And... You know, to be perfectly honest and clear, and I think we all have a concept of this, Christmas, as it is constructed and celebrated now in our culture, is very, very secular. Do we all understand that? It's very, it's very just commercialized. It's very, you know, just kind of picking up different traditions year after year and, you know, what sells. And Christmas is shaped more by advertising agencies than necessarily what the scripture says about the season. It's, it's a lot of, you know, kind of uh, non-Christian roots that sometimes get mixed in with all of the stuff that we're thinking about. However, what is really important is not necessarily, I'm not like anti, anti-celebration of Christmas. I'm not anti-giving gifts or Christmas trees or any, any of those kind of secular 
pictures or depictions of Christmas. As far as I'm concerned, how I kind of view it is it's a great opportunity for us to uh, share our faith with other people because they're obviously you can't miss Christmas. There's lights everywhere. There's stuff going on. People are celebrating and we can bring meaning to meaningless things. And so as far as I'm concerned, it's a good opportunity for me when everybody's going crazy and having Christmas parties and overindulging and doing all these things. Then maybe there's a moment in time where I have a chance to say, you know what, there's something way more important than all of that is that there was Christ came to earth. The incarnation took place. But many of the celebrations, many of even the dates, many of the history of all this stuff is very, very secular is not really all of the, all that biblical. But there are things in the scripture that really, really matters. And, and I think that um, it's important for us not just to think about kind of that first arrival, but we need to get, we need to get focused on what God is trying to point us to now as a result of that. So I, I just encourage you, to try not to get swept up or overly um, caught up with all of these other traditional secular ways of celebrating Christmas. Don't get swept up in the secular and miss the sacred moments. Don't get swept up in the material and miss the spiritual. Don't get hung up on decorations and miss like the declaration that the scripture gives us uh, about this season that we celebrate. So, so all of these things, all of these kind of like pictures or whatever and celebrations, I'm not, I'm not being a Grinch, but I want us to look past some of that and think about what it applies to our life. Uh, in the scripture, God provides lots of signs and lots of images. And you know what? Quite frankly, in our culture today, we can't miss Christmas because of the lights and because of all the craziness. And uh, I choose to just take those pictures and say, wow, uh, something big happened and I must reflect on what God is doing. Um, but God gives us signs that even in Romans chapter 120, God says, even the creation of the world shouts out to all of us that there is a creator that just just even on the most basic of levels, God gives us a picture of something more. And if we are clueless and just walk along and get consumed with everything else and miss what God is trying to speak to us, what a shame that would be, right? What a shame it would be. And so we're going to look at one of those depictions um, and kind of in some ways um, a story that you read at the end of this season. But I want, it to, uh, I want to read it today to kind of set us up for this season it's in Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. Um, it's going to come up on the screen, but we're going to read that together right now. It says this. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw a star in the east. And have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. 
In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, they bowed, and they bowed down and worshipped him. When they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, incense, and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Um, incredible picture and one of the great uh, interesting passages of scripture that gives us kind of this picture of all these signs that God gives at the time of Jesus' birth. And so there's, there's multiple things I want to look at and reflect on as far as how we look at and we interpret the sign of our times, the signs that are going on in our world. And so you see the first sign that they get is the sign of the star. And um, in the first couple of verses, it's, you see that they, they're compelled by the star and they come to worship Jesus, the King of the Jews, they see this star as an unusual picture in the sky. And it's, it's interesting that it's people that are really not, you know, necessarily the people that you would expect to be seeing the signs. These are non-Jewish religious kind of people that are searching the stars. But they, they, they probably investigated in Scripture, and there's a couple of passages in the Old Testament that talk about this star being a sign of the coming of the king of the Jews. And they maybe did some more research on what the Jewish people believed about the Messiah. And so they came in that direction following this sign. You know, it's interesting how sometimes... Uh, people are really good at seeing the signs of the times. Again, I already admitted to you that I'm not good at seeing signs. And I don't typically preach about things like that because it kind of it is hard and difficult to, to interpret and figure out. The Bible talks about how there will be a day when Christ returns. That all of human history will not continue now and forever. There will be a day when Christ returns and he will judge the living and the dead. And there will be an usher in a new heaven and a new earth and a new age. And like human history will kind of come to its, um, its end. And that will be uh, what God had planned from the very beginning to restore creation back to him. And there will be, you know, heaven... And there will be hell. And that's the, the picture in Scripture about the coming of Christ is, is all throughout the Scripture. And there's, there's people and groups that, that spend really a lot of time and energy reading like news stories and things like this. Because there are pictures in the Scripture that say, this is a sign. This is pointing to his return. And so people spend a lot of time thinking about that. I never have. 
And I'll tell you why is because it's totally and completely confusing to me. It's uh, throughout every generation, different people have said it's, it, you know, it's coming right now. And so I have kind of resisted the urge to get too caught up in looking for signs because I thought, you know, maybe sometimes it's not as practical as like just making sure that my life is right. But maybe that's a mistake in some regards. Maybe that's a mistake on my part because the scripture does tell us that there are signs. There are signs that God's promise that he revealed to us will be fulfilled. And there are signs, and the reason that God gives us these things is to point to us that we can be observant and we can be ready. Is that the scripture says we can be paying attention to what is going on in our world, in our culture, and in our time. You know, I think, think one of the best ways to do this, instead of like maybe b- making bold proclamations about things that we don't know, like, hey, Jesus is coming back on this date, or this day, or this is what's going to happen, that is a mistake. But what we can do is we can start to recognize and see what's going on in our culture, in our world, and be observant of that. And be observant of the fact that sometimes there's cultures are shifting and times are changing and moving, and we need to be aware. And we need to not be caught up in those things. The scripture talks about like the times when people's, people's love would grow cold. Well, people would be selfish, lovers of themselves, boastful, proud, abusive, these kinds of things. And if we look around in our culture and we see these things, we should be observant and resist the temptation to fall, fall in line and follow like everybody else's lead. See what's going on and make sure that we're not just following what, what is all around us and say, am I surely putting my feet on the foundation of what God wants me to do? Am I observant and ready or am I just getting swept up in all this other stuff? And so um, these, these people were very observant, and they were very mindful, and they must have been very prayerful to be able to come to the point where they saw the sign that nobody else did. Now, I don't believe that um, if, if you're not like the Magi who are perfect at, at interpreting all the signs and seeing everything, I don't believe you're going to be just completely left behind because you missed something. But what we do need to make sure is that we observe and prepare our hearts and we're in a right place with God so that we are ready. There's all kinds of different people throughout history. There were these prophetic voices that saw the signs and they spoke to people and said, in this time and era, we need to be careful of these things. And they were observant and they searched the scriptures and they did these things. And they were ready to see and recognize kind of the sign of their time and the era of their time. One of the things that I, I regularly think about and reflect on in this time of year is the fact that our culture has become so materialistic and consumed by things. And many, many times I think materialism is what can pull us away from really getting deep and spiritual things. Being completely and totally distracted by media and all these other things. These are unique and new challenges of our time and of our day. Incredible wealth and incredible distraction. 
And so it's very easy for us just to get caught up in this and miss things that are significant. That is something that is unique to our time. Something that is different. We live in a global world. We live in a, in a unique time in human history that is different than eras before. And what we should be very aware of and alert to is the dangers that we face and our family faces as a result of the time that we live in. And it's something we should be aware of. It's something we should be prayerful about. And so there is kind of those, those signs that we need to look for, just like the uh, Magi looked for the sign of the star. Matthew 24, 44 says, So you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you don't expect him. And this is when Jesus was reflecting on his return. And he's talking about what, what, what would happen. And he doesn't say, like, here's the date. But he does say, be ready. Be searching. Be prepared. Don't, like... Don't lax. Be ready because there will be, a day in, there will be a day in human history where he returns. There will be a day in history where each of us, our life will end. These are things that are realities that we need to be ready and prepared for. His arrival, the day we stand before God. And so the, the Magi had the sign of the star. And there's many things that... that that we could look to and maybe worry and fret about, about what's globally going on. But I try to focus not just on all the big things that are going on, and it's okay if you do, but I try to come down to how do I respond to the things that are going on in my world, in my time and place? What do I do about that? What do I do uh, in my world that I live in right now? And the Magi responded... And said, this is a time and this is a season that is unique and we're going to do something. This, the second sign that we have in this portion of scripture that's woven in is the signs of the prophet. And you see that all throughout the, the stories about the incarnation of Christ, all about the stories of the, the gospels are filled with prophetic words from the Old Testament and quotes from the Old Testament. And it quotes here. Um, uh, in verse 6, But you, Bethlehem, and the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people, Israel. And all throughout the, the stories, we're getting these pictures from the prophets. And this particular passage right here in Matthew 2 is from the prophet Micah. And so you see what happened in the story is that these magi came and they, they, they talked to Herod because, you know, the, the king of the land obviously would be somebody that you would come to when you come into town. And they're like, Herod, you know, something big is happening, right? And Herod is like, what? What's going on? And Herod had a long history of killing anyone who was his rival. So he was secretly trying to get this information so he could kill his potential rival. And Herod gathers his wise men, and they search the scripture, and they start to come to the conclusion that maybe this is what is taking place, what these, the Jewish people have been talking about for years and years and years. And so he, he consults the priests and the scribes, and they, they reference this passage of scripture. You know, this is, 
This is something that, is, that, that each and every one of us can do. Is that we can know and understand what the scripture says about the signs of our time. You know, like, um, I am interested in history. Anybody else interested in history? Okay. I like history, but there is a question at some point in time is, why do you study history? It doesn't necessarily benefit your life to know, like, the order of presidents in the past. It doesn't, like, help you in your job. Okay. It doesn't necessarily help you like be successful in relationships by kind of knowing like about the American Revolution or anything like that. That doesn't help. The only reason history is useful is it helps us understand like trends and things that have happened in the past that can shape us moving forward. And so I think sometimes maybe we can get caught up in just kind of learning about uh, like all those things in the past and miss the message that we have today. So the story that is typically that I preach to you during this time of year is talking about the history, talking about all that, talking about what has happened in the past. And we talk about, you know, we have the nativity set, and we have the shepherds and we have the wise men and we have this and we, we sing the songs and we, it's kind of nostalgic in, in many ways. And it's all looking back. But you recognize that in the scripture, it doesn't really emphasize, all the people in the scripture don't emphasize and say, remember the birth of Jesus. It doesn't. The scripture always says, look for his coming. And that's what Jesus says over and over. Instead of, hey, look back and remember all this stuff that's happened in the past. Very, very useful, okay, and important. But really what Jesus says is be ready for what's coming next. Be ready for his arrival. And the people in this time and place were ready and prepared for his arrival. And they were studying the scriptures and looking at the scriptures and looking at what the prophetic voices said. Looking at all these wise people to say what are the signs of the times. And they were ready and prepared for the coming of Christ. That is really what this season should be for us. It's not just looking back, but saying, what should we be preparing for in Christ's arrival in the future? How should we be ready? Are we reading and studying the scriptures? Are we, do, are we grounded in what the Bible says about what, what's going to happen in human history? Are we grounded in what is important and what we should be prepared for? Instead of looking back and saying, good job, Mary, which is fine, we should be saying, what are, am I ready the same way as those people in the story were? Am I ready for Christ's arrival? Do I know the scriptures? Do I know what Christ says? You know, we live in a world that can be, we can get filled with all kinds of information about stuff and be totally clueless about what the scripture says because there is, there are, there's all kinds of different realities people will point you towards. All kinds of priorities people will point you towards. And the scripture gives us a different picture, a different world, a different thing to be worried about, a different picture of preparation. And so we see these pictures of these people that were studying the scriptures, were prepared, were ready. You know, it's interesting in the book of Daniel, chapter 9, verse 2, is that Daniel talks about how he was ready in his time and era for
for what was going on because he had read what the prophet Jeremiah had said. So he was ready then. We see, and we'll see through the story as we read through it this whole season, the different people who were, who were ready and prepared for the time that they lived in because they were searching and they were studying. Over the next several weeks, the thing that I'm going to encourage you to do as a family is to, is to take this season to, to prepare yourself for Christ's arrival by searching the scriptures and taking together some time to pray and think about what this means for you right here, right now. And so we have little devotional books, and we have the first week that is available for you today. And there are these little packets right here. I have the first week and the second week printed just in case you may not be here next week to pick it up. Why in the world would you ever miss a week? But just in case, just in case. Um, so the first week is right here. And here's my encouragement and challenge to you. If you want to be ready for, the, for, for what is really important in this season of time, begin to look and study the scriptures. And you can do this as a family. There's a couple ways to do it. Every day it has a little five-minute devotional that you can read through. Some scriptures that go along and some thoughts that you can process uh, along the way. Um, a couple of different ways I do it. If you have kind of older elementary kids, I'd say just do it together as a family. Just read it together and, and go through it together or with your spouse and do it together. If you have younger elementary kids, what I'd recommend is you do it uh, on your own and maybe with your spouse in the morning. And then like that evening with your kids, you can kind of debrief it or you could talk to them about it and say, hey, today we're talking about this. And, and maybe read the passage and explain it to them in a way that, that makes sense to, to your kids. But your, our homes should be filled with conversations like this, not just filled with conversations on what do you want for Christmas and what movie are we going to watch. Our homes should be filled with things like this. And we should be praying for one another and these things. And so, so I encourage you to start that practice today throughout the season to say, am I ready for the arrival of Christ? And, and the scripture gives us those paths. And we can be grounded in God's authority instead of all the other pictures that we get. The third sign that we see in this passage is the sign of the child. Verses 8 through 11 is the encounter that they have. And they come to be uh, in that like time where they, they encounter Mary and, the, and Jesus and they present their gifts. And they have that moment. You know, it's interesting. All that led up to that moment was kind of small compared to being in that moment for that time. Is that, if, you know, a person can be a complete expert in everything in the scripture. A person can have everything perfectly sorted out as far as signs and be very wise as far as those things are concerned. They could, like even a person in our time and era could be a university professor, a biblical scholar. But if they miss the person of Jesus, they miss the point. And they miss the point of it all, that relationship. And in that moment, and that's really what the arrival is about is a relationship with the creator of the universe. That's what it's about. And so the question is, do we know about Jesus or do we really know Jesus? Have we experienced that? 
Is our heart soft and our heart open to what God is speaking to us about? Is our heart open to the message of Christ? Is our heart in line with what Christ came to do? And are we, do we know the Savior? Do we know and have a relationship with him? Are we able to hear his voice? As the scripture tells us, my sheep, Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. They know it. And so with all the study, all the wisdom, all the philosophy, all the theology, all of it could be just lost if you don't get to the point where you have an encounter with the, with, with the God of the universe who can only transform and can only change us. Because the arrival is not a history lesson. It's about us knowing and experiencing our creator, finding salvation, and being ready for the future return, his promise that he gave us. So all around us, there's signs of Christmas. There are uh, incredible displays all around us. There are pictures and images that Christmas is here. And, you know, like now in our culture, it's pretty much like the end of July that, like, Christmas begins, right? So you can't miss that. I know that. But And celebrating the birth of Jesus, that's fine. That's a great thing that we should do. We should look back. But Jesus didn't tell us to remember his birth. What Jesus did is he said, we proclaim the Lord's death until he returns. So that we... Uh, so what we do, so what do the signs mean for us today? Is that the cross is the sign of Jesus' death. The empty tomb is the sign of Jesus' resurrection. And the appearance that Jesus, the appearance of Jesus in the sky is a sign of his ultimate return. And so the question isn't, do we understand the signs of his birth? But the question is, do we understand that Jesus is king? That Jesus is Lord of the universe? That, that Jesus has already been born and has um, promised that he will return? Do we understand the signs that the king has accomplished this? And are we alert to what he's doing in our time in our place. I pray that our hearts would be open and would be ready for the arrival of Christ this season. Will you pray with me? God, we thank you for the account of your first arrival here on earth. We thank you that you made promises and you fulfilled them. We thank you for the faithful people that understood the sign of their time and they were aware and they came and worshipped you. God, we're thank you for their, we thank you for their witness and their testimony and their example. And so God, right now we understand that we're in a different time. But it's not altogether different. That we await your return. We await your arrival here on earth again. And so, God, I pray that we would be alert. We'd be paying attention. We'd search the scriptures. And we would know you. And have an encounter with you. 
God, may these stories of the past point us to something that you're doing right here and right now in our world. Let our hearts be ready for the time that we're in. I invite you just to take a moment and reflect for yourself. Maybe it's possible that this season is just filled with nostalgia and things that happened long ago. Maybe even just stories of, or thoughts of when you were a kid and what it was like to celebrate this season. Those are meaningful and those are fine. But I challenge you to look forward and examine your life. And say, are you prepared for what's to come? Open your heart today and make a commitment that this would be a, a, a season with meaning and significance. There'd be a time where you'd search and seek, a time that your heart would be open to what God is doing in your life and in our world. And that we'd be prepared for the time and the season that God has put us in. So we could be a witness, so we could testify to people about the incredible picture that Christ, Christ gives us. The hope that we have in, in you, Jesus.